Bum, 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 bum. It's cold outside, there's no kind of atmosphere, I'm all alone, more or less. Let me fly far away from here. Fun, fun, fun. In the sun, sun, sun. I want to lie shipped wrecked and comatose, drinking fresh mango juice. Goldfish shows nibbling at my toes. Fun, fun, fun. In the sun, sun, sun. Fun, fun, fun. In the sun, sun, sun. Smakeheads podcast starts now. Hello, Smakeheads. My name's Jed Shepherd. And I'm Daniela Phillips. Thanks very much for joining us once again for a new series of Smakeheads. We are doing series 12 and we're very excited I about it. I am so hyped. So far, this series is awesome. Yes. Oh my goodness. I was I was excited by the opening titles. Daniel has even done loads of notes, guys. I have done notes. What is going on? I've done actual notes. This is like a new regime. I am, I am flabbergasted. <laughs> I'm 35 now, you know, wow. new starts, taking taking it seriously. Yeah. You know, well, I'm excited. Dedicated to, to the call. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about this episode just because you really loved it. This is one of my favourite episodes ever. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Okay. That's gonna, this is going to be interesting then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so before that, um, I know we, you, you guys listen have just heard us finish series six. Um, how are you, Daniela? I'm good. Um, I had a birthday. Yeah. I'm another year older. Yeah. And you look at you look another year older. <laughs> Cheers. But yeah, <laughs> we're looking good. Started on the night cream. Um, yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm very good, very when happy. Did you, genuinely, when did you start on the night cream? Uh, about four years ago. Only four years ago. Okay. Yeah, but I don't look my age. It's no, fine. no, you know you don't. Well, I know some people start when they're like really young, like they have anti-aging cream when they're like eighteen, and just think, "What are you That's doing? Ridiculous! What are you doing? You ridiculous. haven't aged any yet. What have I been doing? Oh, you know, just follow me on Twitter the at Jess Shepherd. Yeah, and you'll <laughs> films, see what I'm films, doing. Films, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but I am just waiting until to like I get a chance to kind of write Red Dwarf. Why not? Yeah, I think I'm about that stage where I I, I could throw my hat, hat in the ring. Yeah, I can like put my name forward and just be like. Well, you know. Maybe one day. Maybe. Yeah, who knows. Maybe if they do a film, I can do something on that. I don't know. Mess it up. Um, okay. So we're talking about the first episode of series 12 of Red Dwarf. 12 series. That's Daniela. crazy. That what is other, incredible. What other sci-fi sitcom has lasted this long? Star Trek? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Though I wouldn't say it's a comedy, especially not the new Star Wars. No, not Star the new Trek. one, but I'd say that the old one has had elements of comedy in them. The original series, there, there were comedic yeah. elements, yeah. And I guess Futurama was quite long, but not as long as Red Dwarf. Mm. But still, it's a massive achievement. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's kind of unheard of. Oh, I get, do you count Doctor Who? Oh, kind of yeah, okay. Yeah. It's in the top three or four <laughs> of longest running sci-fi sitcoms. It's up there. It's up there. It's up there. Um, and this is the 68th episode of Red Dwarf and was broadcast on October 12th this month, 2017. Well, no, we're in November. Are we in November now? Yeah. Oh, we're recording this in October. <laughs> I've had my birthday. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you've had your birthday. <laughs> The illusion's been ruined. It's Jen. not. You've shattered it. Time, time is is is, is a man-made construct. <laughs> 
<laughs> on Red Dwarf. Do not delve too deep, as we've said before. Um, so it's so we're deep into November, Danielle. <laughs> it's November. Um, so this showed last month. Um, yeah, sixty-eight episodes. Yeah. Mostly all killer. Mostly. Yeah, there was that brief blip in series seven. Even in seven the bad ones, there's something good that can be taken away from the episode. There's a little, there's a there's a good point or there's a good joke, I think. Yeah, and also just good, a good sci-fi concept. And like even yeah. in the midst of series seven, there are some good. There are some yeah, good bits. It's just kind good of, to see them guys all together. Really. Yeah, I think that's what it yeah, is. Yeah. Um, and also in series seven which we are doing next um it's drunk yeah <laughs> so what we've decided, decided to do so a drunk cast for, for, for the rest of uh Smegheads. um people think we do that anyway i'm still drinking lucas aid i'm, We're drinking I'm water. on evian yeah that's how rock and roll you get when you're when you're this age um so we get um this episode is crazy this yeah. episode is crazy oh, and it does it does the thing which if any other series did it, I would just be like, that's stupid. The payoff thing. No, I just, oh. just, just the characters are involved in this, which we'll come on to in a second. Don't mention them just yet. Okay, I won't. If any other series did this, you know, I, you know, you'd be like, oh, come on. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's ridiculous. But it works. Red, but Red Wolf have done this so yeah. many times. And it's still good. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the payoff because there's always something that happens at the beginning of the episode that you think is unconnected and it'll come back in towards yeah. the end. The, the, yeah. um, and, I mean, that's a and, sci-fi. And still, I knew that and I didn't see this one coming at all. <laughs> okay, so let's go straight on to format. So yeah, you're right. At the start, what we have is a poker game. And you're right, as we've discussed on previous series, if you see something outside of Red Dwarf, yeah. that's what's going to be the payoff <laughs> at the end. So we know, but okay. I didn't see it coming. Come on. I didn't see it coming. Come on, Daniela. No. How many of these have we watched? <laughs> How many have we discussed? And we've always said, if you see something outside of Red I Dwarf, know. that's I what's going to happen I know, end. but I didn't, it didn't clock. Okay. So what we see here is them playing a game of poker, teaching cat. And you'd think after all these years, and they've got cards. He would have learned to play. He would have done that. I know yeah. it's quite simple. Um, and if, if he starts playing Go Fish, he gets confused. But if he, um, if this is the first time he's played poker, then why now? I yeah, know. I don't know. Did why they, all other games? I don't know. Uh, but anyway, they're trying to teach him and they realise that Cat really doesn't have a poker face. Um, he can't, I mean, it, it's difficult to explain to someone who isn't human, someone who's a cat, who has no concept of... Bluffing. Yeah. And I wonder how Crichton is with this because he has to break his program to lie to, yes. hum- to humans. Um, anyway, so they're trying to, uh, to teach cats and cat obviously gives the game away with his kind of gr- massive grin if he has a good, good set of cards or... Oh, changing all the cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and this isn't just like a throwaway gag. This is going to come back later, of course. But in the midst of them playing this, Crichton interrupts to tell them they get... And they've got a notification that a space station is looming. Mm. Um, I think it says it's an SSL. United American Research Station. Yeah, United American Scientific Research Station. Oh, for the full title. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, can you remember what this space station did, Daniela? Um, Roughly what they did. I I know what they do, but but was there something else that came out? No. No, so it was they chronologically froze... <laughs> Crynologically, cryogenically. Crynogenically freezed um people. 
Yeah, and basically evil, evil people, yeah. Um, and the reason <laughs> they did that was because um, in the 23rd century in on Earth, a lot of... Um, they've come to the decision they want to kind of have peace, which is fair enough. So every nation signs the Earth Peace Treaty, um, and the ones that don't get invaded, and that's yeah. what they call the war against <laughs> war. Which, yeah, the irony of that. And this is basically, again, not to get political, this is basically what America, uh, it's, it's what the United Nations are. are kind I of can see this happening. Oh, yeah. 100%. America will have this piece of paper saying, sign here to agree to never invade uh, we'll America. Never have nuclear weapons. I mean, that's not going to happen, but they'll sign something saying, never invade America. Um, and if you do, all the countries that have signed this will be against you. And obviously, North Korea and some other countries won't sign it. And then I have an excuse to bomb them bomb them um so yeah, cheery thought yeah so so they basically have uh, um this setup that this uh, space station has cryogenically frozen um some controversial figures yes. to say the least <laughs> can you remember who they are yes okay go for it um hitler <laughs> yeah uh my favorite rupert murdoch <laughs> yeah but we don't we don't we see his name no because it, he didn't respond to treatment <laughs> yeah i mean sometimes it gets quite cheesy if they name like current people who are around right now yeah i um, thought that was that was a really good gag yeah it's true uh but you've also got stalin vlad the impaler some of these people were mentioned in in um um, out, out of time, time as friends yes. of the future the evil selves of of um, the guys this is quite quite a nice callback throwback yeah um, and you also get uh, Messalina who I hadn't heard of yeah who was she again she's like the wife of some Roman emperor yeah, he was, yeah. and she was an absolute terror wasn't yeah, she yeah I'd, I'd never heard of her this was this was the f- first mention for me yeah but I mean she just seemed quite intimidating to be quite, to be quite honest um and they also uh, see one empty cryo booth, and that's filled by, or meant to be filmed by, Professor Shaw Telford. Uh, and uh, Professor Telford, um, he explains to them he's the guy that kind of looks after these people, and he's trying to find a cure for evil, which seems a, a, a great use of your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a it's a worthy endeavour. Yeah, and it ties in with the whole um, Earth Treaty to, to the war against war. Um, they're trying to find uh, a cure for, for bad guys. Um, and as they tried to do that in the 23rd century, and there's still bad guys in, the new, in this Red Dwarf universe, you know, for some reason it didn't work. Um, but when they arrived on the, on, the, on the space station, it triggered all of the booths that open. Uh-oh. So basically, they're going to be surrounded by all of these historical figures, like they have been in about six uh, six other episodes of Red Dwarf. Yeah, um, they're Nothing always new. surrounded by <laughs> historical figures: JFK, <laughs> Hitler, the Pope, Marilyn Monroe. About f- fifteen times. Um, it's just a real Red Dwarf trope. Um, yeah. and, and to be honest, there's nothing wrong with it. I, I do quite like it. Yeah. Oh, not to mention Jesus, of course. There's always a lot of laughs to be had <laughs> <Yeah>. by Jesus. <laughs> Never get him crossed, though. The real joy of getting to have a meal with these um, terrible people and just kind of interacting with them and having the Red Dwarf crew <laughs> interacting with some of the kind of the most evil people in history is great. Hitler is so creepy. So creepy. You would not let him around your children. I mean, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's Hitler. <laughs> it is Hitler. Um, but like the funny thing in this is when you, when you first watch it, you're like, oh, okay. 
they they really didn't really go for a guy that looked like Hitler. They went <laughs> Which for the, I loved. Yeah, they went for a real cam guy. Who was that actor? I don't know, but we'll, I bet he's been in Grange Hill. Well, we will soon see <laughs> a little bit later who that Hitler guy was <laughs> and what's he been in before. We see um, this guy who plays Hitler. Well, the, the whole thing is like they've now been cured of, yeah. of their illness. So yeah. They're meant to be like legit Friendly, good guys. Happy. Yeah. But still, it's Hitler. It's Vlad the Impaler. Do not trust them. No. I, I think. Um, so the the one scene in this episode that I think is going to be quite controversial. The selfie scene. No, no not not quite <laughs> that scene. <laughs> not quite. Not really. <laughs> Basically, Lister has a guitar oh, duet right, yeah. with Hitler. Yeah. And I don't know. I was cringing all the way it through this. It didn't bother me. Really? It didn't bother me. Because because um, uh, Hitler's like, oh, you don't want to speak to me because I'm Hitler, don't you? And and this was like, well, no, like. But he's been cured. He's been evil, cured. So he's a completely different person. Yeah. And like he's like like a, I hear you can play guitar. Do you want to jam sometime? Yeah. He's like, no, I don't want to jam. Well, no, he's like, I can't. He's like, it's because I'm Hitler, isn't it? It's like, no, because I haven't got my guitar. Um. So here it's like you can borrow one of mine, and then we we get this long scene of them doing a duet, which is mental. I didn't mind that. It's like that montage in, in Bill and Ted where all, all the historical figures are playing instruments, <laughs> and Joan of Arc is dancing around doing <laughs> doing stuff. Um, yeah, we've also got um, alongside this, we've got Cat being rejected by Mussolini. And if I knew who Mussolini was, maybe this would have hit yeah. home a bit more. But I was yeah. like, it they was should just have women. picked somebody else. Yeah, like Lady. M- no. <laughs> she's not real <laughs> or um elizabeth bathory who yes. killed all those virgins yes. and bathed in their yeah, blood. blood yeah her maybe um but yeah maybe um margaret thatcher you know <laughs> Ooh, Ooh. taking a swipe at the tories so yeah so so cat is obviously quite confused as to why M- messalina who's meant to be a nympho nympho siren type <laughs> character why she of all people is rejecting cat when who would reject cat he's meant to be the kind of the most alluring yeah creature in the that universe that kind of fell a bit flat for me well they explain they explain kind of uh why cats like that in a bit don't yes they? Yeah. but i didn't find it particularly funny the scene i know it wasn't funny at no, all no, no no but i mean the kind of whole setup if you kind of ignore the fact that they're using hitler as a a way to i don't know as entertainment i mean it's it's hard to kind of doesn't quite sit well with me but they've they've done it before and yeah um yeah it's just hard to kind of laugh at that anyway um so they basically they have um they all get together on starbug and they explain that um a planet's going to collide with a ship in less than 10 hours and they don't have the opportunity to for everyone to survive so they've got to choose who they leave behind so obviously cat's like we've got to leave the evil guys behind and crying's like well they're good guys now yeah like, yeah why would you do that um that's being just as evil as them um but before they can kind of come to a, a definitive decision the crew are drugs and yeah, they start dropping like flies yeah and basically they uh, are incapacitated and you have them in various different situations where they well you're led to believe that the evils of the ship have put them there and they've trapped them um i didn't buy that no i saw this obvious, i saw it? this twist coming 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, t- is it a twist? Because I think it's quite obvious that it's going to be the professor okay. who does it. Okay. Maybe it is, but I saw it. Yeah. Coming. Well, like, yeah. So, so that's what happens. So, like, they're, they're basically in this situation. They come out of the... Um, of their incapacitation and they confront the evils and they say why did you do this and they're just like nope we, we didn't do this this wasn't us they kind of deny it but obviously they're evil people who, who are you going to believe the the most evil people ever in the history of earth or or what but then we kind of they do a test um they agree to do a test to see if there is any psychopaths aboard yep. and it turns out there are there are two psychopaths aboard yes. uh one of them is cat which surprised me actually why? I don't know. I just never thought of him as a psychopath. Well, if like the kind of definition of a psychopath is someone who only feels... He doesn't feel empathy for other people. Mm. He only thinks of themselves in any situation. Is that not a sociopath? Maybe. Or someone who puts some other people in danger uh, to save themselves. I don't know. It's, it's, quite, it's quite possible. But like, if I was going to think of a psychopath or sociopath i would i would i would think it would be cat um cat isn't someone who i would normally associate with someone who is selfless and kind just like grimoire was in the previous episode so i've got a definition here so it's characterized by persistent antisocial behavior impaired empathy and remorse and bold disinhibited egotistical traits okay okay um which kind of explains cat for you yeah um what would you what would you say has there has there been any from what you can remember has there been any other times in red dwarf that where cat has exhibited these kind of signs of being a psychopath not that i can remember off the top of my head yeah i'm trying to think i mean he's always very selfish he doesn't really care about other people but then he he does have quite a good bond with lister he does see him as his pal yeah i mean that's true but is he just doing that because lister feeds him (laughs) i think he feeds himself at this point well maybe yeah that's true like he knows how to use the machines um i'm sure there's other times where cats kind of revealed himself to be an absolute psycho so there was some kind of lead up to this isn't just um yeah but then the other thing is there is another psychopath aboard and it's very very obvious Um, even though he tried to frame hitler which fair enough really but (laughs) you gotta frame someone frame hitler yeah it was the professor who um was the other psychopath and who actually tried to incapacitate the others so he could escape on starbug but lucky for everyone starbug is quite temperamental and and he couldn't use it to to fly away which is which is quite good because it means that they they all survive but then you, you you also Sorry, what was you going to say? No, I was just going to say. So this is this is the scene with um, where the the poker comes back into play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, so explain what happens. Po- pokey face. <laughs> yeah. So um, the cat, being sort of diagnosed as a psychopath, mm-hmm. tries to outwit the the professor, professor yeah. by um, saying that he's on his his side and he's gonna he's gonna kill the the red dwarf crew but he he's been playing his pokey face <laughs> and he actually kills the professor instead it's great and my bet it's quite rooted because he's a psychopath like now it's all in context like he gets that gun cold bloody killer just fires it into, yeah, in, into the professor's head boom um so yeah so it turns out he was one of the people who were uh, 
who's evil essentially like i thought there was going to be some kind of turnaround for these evil guys like they were going to they were going to turn out to be evil as well but no um, i felt sorry for them yeah i did because they're genuinely being cured well yeah i mean that's kind of what you led to believe but then you kind of realize that they weren't really patients they were uh just there for to be experimented on they weren't actually real people um they were were they robots or were they droids they were droids yeah so um but they were quite they they must have been model 3000s because they're more like realistic looking rather than the kind of more angular series 4000 like Crichton. So Cat, cold blood, cold-blooded killer, just shoots Telford in the head. And yeah, and that's essentially the end of that. He just blows into the barrel of the gun and starts laughing. And you just think, wow. <laughs> wow. What? I mean, you really like this episode. I did. I did. I liked it. It made me laugh out loud a couple of times, which I haven't done for a while on a Red Dwarf episode, I must admit. <laughs> wow. I mean, I just have problems with... I mean, to be honest, I actually really did like the actor who played Hitler. Because he, because he even says like, didn't you think it was funny that like Hitler didn't look like Hitler? And it's really true. They got someone who didn't look like Hitler at all. Um, he had the the most weirdest, biggest smile ever. Um, but I, 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 it added it added to it for me. Yeah, I thought he was good. I, yeah. I'd like to see that guy in other things. Yeah, and I will because his name is Ryan Gage, right? right? So I want you, okay, to name. Let's go deep dive into okay. the IMDb life oh. of a red dwarf side character. My favorite. <laughs> um, and his kind of acting career started in 1995, where he was in the film Judge Dredd as a young thief. He was like a kid, okay, uncredited. But he has been in a bunch of TV shows besides okay. Red Dwarf. Uh, I think you'd be all right at this game. Okay. Let's give you a clue. Okay. <laughs> um, so I want you to tell me three TV shows. You've got three chances okay. to tell me one TV okay. show that Ryan Gage has been in. Go for it. EastEnders. No. Oh. No, but you're close. Coronation Street. No, <laughs> he wasn't in Coronation Street. Come on, you can get this. Come on. British TV shows. You can, you've got this. The bill. Correct. Yes! Finally! <laughs> Finally. Somebody had to be the bill. In 1999, he played Carl Buxton in the episode called Love and War Part 1. Yes. But he didn't make it for Part 2. No, I don't, don't think he did. Um, he oh, was also finally. in uh, Doctors. Oh, classic. He was in Hollyoaks mm, in a couple of episodes. Um, he, was a, he was a hobbit in, in um, the, all of the... Um, Hobbit? Hobbit films, yeah. Um, he was in the TV series Musketeers. He played King Louis, which you can kind of see it I from his... I watch it. It's all right. Um, and then more recently, he was in Stanley's wa- Lucky I, Man. I watched Dog Tanyan. And the, and the Musket Hounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could do the whole theme song if you want. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just like it at the top of his IMDb. It's got uh, Red Dwarf Hitler. <laughs> that's who he played but he's had a good year this year so he's been Stanley's lucky man he's been in um, a something called Level Up Norge skip that then he was in Red Dwarf so Ryan Gage wants to look bad. out for Not I think bad. he's a really interesting actor yeah I think he okay. is um I mean, the other people were, were, were kind of cool but not not too big yeah he was a standout he definitely was a standout um, but yeah, that's the first episode yeah. of episode series And I 12. hope it continues like this because I absolutely loved it. Okay. Well, 
I, I think the next episode, because I've seen it, you haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. yet, no. The next episode, I think, is much, much better than <gasps> this. Ooh, I'm um, hyped. It's the episode where there's multiple Crichtons. Okay, okay. Um, I've seen the photo, and um, yeah. Rimmer looks like a weird penguin. <laughs> oh, God. A weird penguin. He looks like a weird, evil penguin. How many penguins have you seen that? I don't know, but his face is Crichton. It's like a weird, evil penguin. <laughs> um... So like we went to you you never went to the to an episode of Red Dwarf uh, sorry of of series twelve Red Dwarf no I went to eleven yeah we went to eleven together but I went to I went to an episode of of uh, twelve uh, which hasn't come up yet um, but I mean it's they kind of filmed like back to back so it has does have the kind of same vibe about it I'm optimistic yeah okay I'm very optimistic okay. I mean series series eleven to me was was a great return to form. For Red yeah, Dwarf. but as I was saying to you uh, earlier, I apart from the one we went to see fin- filmed, I honestly can't remember a single thing about any of the other episodes. But you can't remember a single thing about any other episode of Red Dwarf anyway. <laughs> That's not something to judge it on. True, true. Um, but yeah, Series 12 is going to be... It's exciting to me. And yeah. like, I, I don't know I'm excited it, to see it back. Yeah, I don't think it's been announced yet, but I'm sure it's going to be Series 13 or 14. I hope so. Maybe, maybe um, imminent. Yeah, maybe it'll be announced soon. Um, but like, if you can't wait uh, to listen to the rest of, of this, then um, you're going to have to because we release it one a week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, tough luck. But like, you don't have to wait till it comes onto TV because actually the it's always one episode ahead if you go onto the Dave website. Mm. Um, so you can see it in advance. I think they're up to episode four now as we're recording this. Okay, we're um, a bit behind. Yeah. But we had but to finish off six. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Uh, but then we'll, 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 we'll blitz through it. So hopefully by the time this series ends we'll be almost ish, there yeah. yeah ish um yeah so thanks very much for listening to uh smokers the red dwarf podcast uh for episode one of series 12 cured um not keen on that. two thumbs up two thumbs up from daniela how can people find you should they want to daniela um not on the streets but i am on twitter <laughs> at daniela one l phillips excellent uh, oh, i've just moved in next to daniela i know as well. we're neighbors now we're neighbors We've both got no excuse to hang out now. I know. We've only, we only recently, we only really hang out when we're doing podcasts. But before before we did podcasts, we used to hang out all the time. Yeah, but what's now we don't. We just hate each other now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, we will. We will. Um, and then, yeah, we should do that, really. Yeah. We should hang out a bit more. Let's grab a beer. Yeah. Yeah, or a coffee or something, just so there's no like pressure to hang out for long periods of time. Anyway, I'm joking. <laughs> um, cool. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Jed Shepherd, J E D S H E P H E R D, postpoprecords.com, postpoppodcast.com. A uh, new series of uh, Monkey Tennis is out, a new series of What to Watch on Netflix is out too. And um, there's a live show for Monkey Tennis at the Prince Charles Cinema in Leicester Square on November the 22nd. Uh, we are we sold that last time so come along if there are still tickets available if you, if you want to go it's postpoppodcast.com slash monkey tennis live and at some point we'll do some heads live as well yeah. we need a good reason for it though yeah and what would we do um, I don't know I, I think I would just dress up like Rimmer and be a twat <laughs> yeah, if you just want to watch Daniel run around on stage dressed like Rimmer and pay a tenner for it then we'll sort it out let us know give the people what they want <laughs> oh Christ okay guys we'll see you next week for episode 2 of series, series 12 hope you're enjoying the new series bye bye see you later Smokers I forgot to say that oh, that's my catchphrase for this oh. <laughs> bye